Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Daily Grind. Well, good morning, and thank you for joining us on The Daily Grind. I am John Spencer, and joining me is my big sister, Carla Cogram. So happy to be with you. And I'm so glad she's here <laughs> with us, and we're going to get your day started on The Daily Grind, helping you brew your brain, sharpen your wit, and enrich your faith. We'll share a few historical events a rundown on today's date, and we will both go over some random musings just to help your brain gears get turning in the morning, and then I'll share a few thoughts on your walk with Jesus. Let's get this show on the road. Hey, good morning, Carla. It's Thursday, 14 oh, December. Good morning, John. Good morning, Daily Grind. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Got a cup of San Antonio blend. Oh, don't you know. Official copy of the Daily Grind, if you're listening, <laughs> H-E-B people. <laughs> Love it we so. Would, you don't even have to pay us as sponsors, but we nope. would not decline a box of K-Cups. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. December 14th means if you have not yet completed it all, you now have 10 days to complete your Christmas shopping. Don't use them all. Do no. it now. <laughs> Do it now. Right now. On this date in 1287... The St. Lucia's flood occurred in the Netherlands, where the Zyder Zee seawall collapsed and more than 50,000 people were killed. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Zyder Zee. Terrible. Um, Which later on became a small fast food fish place that grew into Bill Martin's. Yes, right here in Fort Worth. There you go. And on this date in 1780... Alexander Hamilton married Elizabeth Schuler at the Schuler Mansion in Albany, New York. Yes, he did. And on this date in 1900, the foundation of quantum mechanics. That's right. Max Planck. Max Planck. Mm-hmm. That's just, man, he could have done anything in the world with a name like Max Planck. Exactly. But he chose to give us quantum mechanics. Right. Thank you very much. Ooh. And on this date in 1911, Roald Almudsen from Norway <laughs> became the first explorer to reach the South Pole. Oh, yikes. Okay. There from Norway. Man, he from went a Norway. long way. Yeah, he did. But he was probably kind of, uh, those Norwegians made really great Arctic explorers because it's kind of cold where they live. Yeah, they're used to that. Okay. You know? Yeah. And on this date in 1940, plutonium, or PU-238, if you're friends with it, Mm -hmm. was first isolated at Berkeley, California. Ah, how about that? It's scary, that radioactive element, but I think I have an affinity for it because it's named after my favorite planet. Right. Go Pluto. Pluto. Pluto's a planet, by the Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) None of this. Yep, I learned it in school. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And it still hasn't even finished its first orbit (gasps) around the sun since it was discovered. And we called it a planet, not a planet. But anyway, Mm. it's always going to be a planet to me. Mm -hmm. And on this date in 1962, NASA's Mariner 2 became the first spacecraft to fly by Venus. Oh, wow. Also way out there. 1962. That's crazy. That's wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. Venus mission from 
in fact, that's back when it was called NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was the first successful mission to another planet when it flew by Venus on this date in 1962. Whew, I was not aware. I'm learning so much. Well, you know, that's what keeps you young and active mm-hmm. and alive and your brain going. In. And, and I, that's what we hope happens when we sure. sharpen our wit and brew our brains on the daily <laughs> ground. <laughs> and December 14th is Monkey Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I just can never come to a decision about monkeys in my mind. Uh, I want to like them, and most of the time I do until I think about it, and I go, ooh, sometimes they just look too much like folk, and they creep me out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's also National Booyah Base Day. <laughs> okay. It's Roast Chestnuts Day. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, listen, when Marcy and I lived in Austria at this time of the year, there would be little vendors all over the place because it'd be, we'd be snow on the ground, cold, winter, oh, that kind of stuff, where okay. you could buy a bag of roasted chestnuts. Ooh. And they were so good, warm. Oh, man, I'm just telling you. And it, you know, I grew up hearing that song all the time, and I was like, "Roasted chestnuts." Like, who cares? No, they're really good. It's worth doing sometimes if you get a chance. All right, we might just roast some chestnuts this year. Yes. Oh, yeah. I may go get a thing and just put them out over the grill. I may roast some too. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. And now it's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit. The city of Bangkok. Its full name, Carla, is in fact. I think Bangkok is an excellent. And some city planner goes, uh, I'm sure I butchered pronunciation, but it is like three lines of text. What on earth? I'm like, oh. oh my gosh. Let's include everything and everyone. And yeah, anyway, Bangkok. yeah, Bangkok, much okay. nicer, much easier. Will Rogers once said, everything is funny as long as it's happening to somebody else. <laughs> Isn't that right? Oh. <laughs> Did you know, Carla, that the Church of Satan, it's still weird to me that that's a thing, mm. they won't give membership to convicted felons. They have standards. Yes. <laughs> so apparently, no, no redemption for but felons. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm like, good on you. Oh, Whatever. No. Carla, do you know what pronoia is? I've never even heard of pronoia. Well, I hadn't either until I came across it. And it, pronoia is the opposite of paranoia. Oh. So it is different. the delusion that someone believes everyone is secretly plotting their success. Oh, I'm a, I think I'll be pronoia. Okay. Yeah. Pronoid. Yeah. I'll be pronoid. Okay. Pronoid. Everybody. I'm, I'm with you. Everybody. I'm going to choose to just me. go through oh, life yeah. being pronoid. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love that. The dot over the small case J and I, do you know what that is called? Uh, the little dot. It mm, no. It's a tittle. I was gonna say that. I should have said that. Uh, uh, yeah, 
And the dash across the lowercase, like, T. Yes. Is a jot. Jot. So the jot and tittle are the... Every jot and tittle. Okay. Have you ever wondered, Carla, if Beaker from the Muppets really could speak, but he's so vulgar that they just (laughs) censor him out that bad, just like R2-D2? No. (laughs) No, I'm sure he's not. I never thought that. No. Beaker. Okay. (gasps) I bet you're right. Hey, everybody knows the story of 789. But have you heard that 3892? No. I was not aware that 3892. <laughs> oh. Have you seen the movie Polar Express? Yes. Of course you have, because you're in public education. And <laughs> I'm sure that kids have watched that in classrooms across America for forever. Plus, it's kind of fun. Tom Hanks, do you know how many roles he played in the Polar Express? No, I'm going to go with more than one, but I don't know how many. Yes, more than one. I will give you a hint. It's more than three. (gasps) Could it be four? It is six. Oh, you could have given a better hint. Okay. (laughs) More than five. (laughs) More than five? No, that was giving you the answer. That's not a hint. That's that's cheating. So, yeah, Tom Hanks played six roles in the Polar Express. Whoa. I'll have to watch it again. Yep. So, Carla, hey, it's Christmas time. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, because I don't, I've only really, I don't know that it's widespread, but there's a West Texas word out there that is used for, well, phrase, for eggnog. Um, no, I don't know what it is. I can remember as a kid one time that we were coming into town, we were out there in West Texas, and I think WC pulled over and said, John David, <laughs> Opal, uh, you know, we're going to have some folks over. Can you run into the grocery store, get some of that chicken milk? No. <laughs> and so I headed into the store and I was like, I'm looking oh, and I come no. back and I'm going, what, what, is, what is chicken milk? <laughs> And he goes, you know, uh, and it took a while to come up with a real, and he goes, eggnog. Oh, and no. I was like, so in my mind, I <sighs> think of eggnog as chicken milk. Chicken milk. All the time. You know what? From so, this day forward, I shall too. Oh, So Daily Grind Nation, I just encourage <sighs> everybody to, to just bring life into the phrase chicken milk. Chicken milk. I that's a <laughs> new one. How did I miss that all these years? I love eggnog too. Having me some chicken milk this year. There you go. Okay. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. Good King Winslow's looked out on the Feast of Stephen. That is the song we're going to talk about today. Good King Winslow's. Now it was written by the English hymn writer John Mason Neal in 1853. And he took the music from the melody of a 13th century spring carol. Addest, and I will put a link to that original song because it sounds kind of cool with all the wires and stuff in it uh, in the show notes. But the carol was written to remember the good king Wenceslaus and to honor the Feast of Stephen or the second day of Christmas in the Christmas season, also known in the British Isles and the Commonwealth as Boxing Day, which is a day 
set aside really for giving to the poor. So who was King Wenceslaus? The carol, Good King Wenceslaus, was based on the life of a real person named Wenceslaus I, Duke of Bohemia. He was also known as Vaclav in Czech. Now, Wenceslaus's grandfather, Borjavoy of Bohemia, was converted to Christianity, but his mother, Drahamira, was the daughter of a pagan tribal chief. Now, Wenceslaus grew up under a family that was very divided on beliefs, and there was a lot of tension, a lot of distress. Wenceslaus's father died in the year 921, leaving his grandmother as regent. And that created a lot of strife between his mother, Drahamira, and his grandmother, Ludmila. Wenceslaus's mother had a lot of jealousy towards his grandmother because his grandmother had a lot of influence on him about really matters of faith and Christianity. So his mom, Drahamira, arranged to have his grandmother killed, and she eventually was assassinated in 921, and that set up the reign of his mother. Now, his mother initiated measures to suppress Christians at that time, but when Wenceslaus was 18, the Christian nobility rallied around him. There was a revolt against his mother, and he became leader of the country, and he sent his mother into exile. Now, Wenceslaus tried to rule his people with kindness and fairness, really wanted to follow the principles of being a true Christian monarch. In fact, he encouraged the work of German missionaries in evangelizing Bohemia. For spreading Christianity, really antagonized his non-Christian opponents. And remember, we're talking about the 900s, the early 900s. Wenceslaus was closer to the time of Jesus than he was us. And in fact, when faced with a German invasion in 929, he submitted to the German king, Henry I, whose child would go on to become the Holy Roman Emperor. And that provoked uh, the nobles as well. So there was a lot of family and there was some leadership that was opposed to him. And again, hostility arose. And so his brother, Boleslaus, the cruel, plotted to assassinate his brother and he did. But what he's most famous for are his kind deeds. In fact, it's one of those that is commemorated in the Christmas Carol. Quote, Nightly he would go out of his noble bed, and accompanied by one chamberlain, visit God's churches. He generously gave alms to widows, orphans, prisoners, and those facing all sorts of difficulties. His actions were so remarkable that he wasn't seen as just a prince, but as a father to all the unfortunate. A lot of what we know about Wenceslaus comes from legend than the scant history that's available. But man, wouldn't it be good to be remembered for your generosity and your demonstrations of love and faith? And so the story of the carol about King Wenceslaus, who startled at seeing a poor person stumbling around in the bitter cold trying to just gather up little bits of firewood has his page go and say go get some real food get some big logs get some wine and do you know who that guy is and where he lives and so they set off to go take this guy food and wine and 
fuel. And as they go on their journey, his page is becoming cold and exhausted and feels like he can't go on. And so the king tells him to follow in his footsteps as he leads the way and to step where he stepped, less burdensome, and he can endure the journey, following his guidance. And then it ends with this incredible admonishment to say, therefore, Christian men, be sure wealth or rank possessing ye who now will bless the poor shall yourselves find blessing. That just makes me think of 1 John 3, like 17 through 18. If anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow in need, but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Let us not love in word or speech, but in action and in truth. I think one of the things I love about this Christmas carol is that right there at the tail end, it is a really good picture of what discipleship ought to look like. If we tell people to follow in our footsteps, they ought to see an example, just like we ought to ourselves try to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. It is also a great encouragement to be like our Lord Jesus, who when he looked out on the crowds, he had compassion for them because he saw their true state. And I think sometimes, especially in this time of year, we all, I know I do, need at times to pause and look past my agenda and my to-do list, things that I need to get done or buy or whatever it is, and really see people who are around me not just in words, but in actions and in truth. Young King Wenceslaus was surrounded by people who opposed his faith, who plotted and eventually would kill him, but he still tried to model himself and he noticed people's struggles. He didn't preach to people, but he led by example. So should we. So like King Wenceslaus, we can do service to others by doing all things through Christ who strengthens us. Thanks for joining me today on The Daily Grind. Hope you've enjoyed this little look at a person behind a famous Christmas carol. And if you did, please do all that podcast stuff. Rate it, review it, share it with your friends. Helps people find it. I look forward to seeing all of y'all tomorrow on another episode of The Daily Grind. It's Friday. Maritza and I will be continuing our journey through Genesis. So grace and peace to you in the name of our risen King Jesus.